The following episode of Fast Break Breakfast contains explicit language. Today, to pay our tribute and our respect to a man of first teams of a singular intensity, Anthony Tony Allen, who has moved on from this grind plane. We have not only gathered here in this tiny baby dungeon, the few of us, but many, many others from all over the world have joined to pay their respects for a player my favorite player, a force of nature that we have loved deeply. And the sense of loss that we feel for the Grindfather was shared by, by so many. He was loved. <laughs> and by that love, hopefully we can find some comfort. Now, now, it would be disingenuous to act as if our hearts did not ache. But we're here not to mourn, Chuck. No. We're here to remember the good times the Iggy Zaleas of the world. Oh. And to celebrate a joyous man who brought life to the moribund franchise that is the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know if that's how you say it. And now, to offer some words of, in, of remembrance and encouragement. The Davidson County Sheriff's Office has arranged a, a phone call so John Burke can join us. Brother John, are you there? Oh, I'm here. And I got but one thing to say to whomever has caused all this pain and anguish and whomever made the decision to jettison one Tony Allen. I want to look this person straight in the eye and tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, far-flushed, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit, where's the Tylenol? It's the longest oh. description of Chris Wallace I've ever heard. <laughs> oh. if John, oh, could you be a little <sighs> more emotional, though? I'm well, let's, let's, oh. let's, let's not remember. Back, we have to remember. This Tony is a... Allen may be number nine, but he's still number one in my heart. It's <laughs> beautiful. That's beautiful, John. I mean it. It's so beautiful. I'm, I mean, I'm like completely outraged by it. And it's not like he's taking 12 million a year like Debo. He's... Ah. Let's remember, as we focus on the good times, this is a man who, last year, Chuck, last year, not five years ago, last year led the NBA in steal percentage. <laughs> last year led all players under six foot seven in contested rebounds. He's incredible. Last year, second team all defense. Last year, top five in deflections per 36 minutes. <laughs> He's the greatest shooting guard in Memphis Grizzlies history. <laughs> Not even offered a minimum contract. Couldn't even keep Because we got to get Ben McLemore and Tyreek Evans and Troy Daniels on the court. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh. So, Bless America. 
I would like, the process. as we close the service, I want us to remember him for who he was and not the prevailing narratives that have been sold to us. Not the, the 2015 Warriors figured him out by putting Andrew Bogut on him. That was a handful of possessions that he pulled his hamstring. Yeah. Let's remember him for the game two of 2015 when at the Golden State Warriors behind his suffocating defense, the Grizzlies upset the eventual champions. Grindfather, we miss you. We love you. Godspeed. Fly away, you beautiful pelican. Grit, grind, all heart. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? All right. Welcome to a heavy-hearted Fast Break Breakfast NBA podcast. Chuck doesn't even care, and he's crying. He's still emotional. He's so he's so in. It's hard to watch you guys be uh, actually feel things. In of, yes, Chuck is here. John, you know, why are you in jail, John? Where, where are you calling from? I tried to egg Chris Wallace's house. <laughs> you tried to get into one of those Germantown gated communities? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was tough. I bet I bet you could get I bet you could get by without anybody calling the cops on you. You're the right color. Turns out, 222 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal cannot scale a fence. No, not with ankles. Like- Are you back to 222, John? You've been, <laughs> you've been looking pretty good. I've been saying it on the show. It looks great. You've been. I just say that's 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 a median weight. It's about to be winter again, boys. <laughs> and I'll put it I'll put it all back on. That's that's some analytics for you. Mm-hmm. Hibernating flesh. <laughs> well, we're here. This could be a short show. I got a newborn in the house. I got a I got a broken heart. Mm-hmm. My favorite that. player on my favorite team. Let walk. I knew he was leaving. We've been talking about how he was gone. I've told other podcasts that no, no, no he's gone. I don't care that yeah. Dunked On is talking like no, they'll probably bring him back. No, no, no. There's four <laughs> shooting guards on this team. There's 18 players under contract for next year. Who, by the way, come October 16. Chris Wallace is going to have a press conference to be like, yeah, we have released Jarrell Martin, Andrew Harrison, and Troy Daniels because I'm bad at my job. Because they, they can't trade any of these guys. Nope. There's no way to trade. I mean, they still talk like they're going to trade something. That's another thing I understand. Wouldn't like signing Tony for the minimum and trading him at the deadline make some sense compared to this complete? Well, if you, no, turns out we swapped Tony for Tyreek Evans nonsense. The problem is, and I know we haven't gotten to breakfast. This is this is a unique, special show. Breakfast? There's no, no, <laughs> There's no breakfast in jail. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get you don't get three hots. The first right they take. I thought you got three hots in a cot. You get a bologna sandwich, bro. I'm in the wrong <laughs> gang, I guess. Yeah, you need to go to Fed time. Me and, and get the, that me, white me and the sisters are not getting breakfast. You need to. If you're not getting that breakfast, you need to ask for Candace. That's it. Candace <laughs> dick fit in your <laughs> mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't get you didn't let me say Candace who. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought maybe we lost you on the phone call. Uh, nope, I'm here. Well, the Grizzlies could not sign Tony Allen and then hope to trade him later because there's there's just no demand. And also with the roster crunch. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. signed him, they'd have nineteen guys under contract. And I I, I'm assuming they're going what to you're sign. Saying. I just don't understand where the value is of some of these other guys. With with the nineteen guys, I'm including Ivan Robb slash highway robbery so uh, who, Rob. who hasn't signed yet and and Michael green who apparently they're going to sign otherwise they still don't have a starting power forward uh 
So I understand I mean, that they couldn't sign him. guard right now is a is a D league player. Here's the thing, Wayne Selden. I like he can dunk. He can dunk. He's very strong. From the Grizzlies' perspective, or from the front office perspective, that says, you know what, we are moving on from Tony Allen. You're basing it on our franchise will be better if we cut bait with this right now. And we buy a lottery ticket for Ben McLemore and we give the space for Wayne Selden and maybe even Wade Baldwin to play some more guard minutes. I'm okay with that argument. It makes sense in my, it makes sense to me. It's painful. The argument I'm not okay with is thinking like, is Tyreek Evans better than Tony Allen? No, no. Is Troy Daniels better than Tony Allen? Wow. No, like Tony Allen's still a guy last year is a guy who could help you win playoff games. Yeah. And those, those are wings you don't get. And he's one of our guys. So if we're looking at the 2017-18 season, saying, all right, if we cut Tony Allen free, uh, we, can, we can win maybe 43, 44 games. If we keep Tony Allen, uh, we can win uh, the same. I'd, I just, rather, uh, I'd rather there, win the same. Don't, I, don't see any of, I don't see any logic in it. I mean, if Tyreek Evans, it all comes back to the, but, the but you know what? For the past six years, I've they have been trying to phase him out and make him a non-starter and put guys like Sam Young in his role. I mean, Andrew Harrison started tons his, of games over his entire this career. Just, yeah, they, they've it, he's literally been kind of they've been put trying to like push him out the door for years. His entire Grizzlies career, they have put players ahead of him who have been worse than him, and then he beats him out. If you're a Grizzlies fan and you haven't heard. Chris Vernon's Grind City show that he did after it was released. Chris Vernon, I'm up and down on. I can't listen to him talk about anything but basketball. But his Tony Allen tribute was really good, and it gives you the entire history of this is a guy. Was he all pissed off? Oh, he was very, he's very distraught. His whole thing was, yeah. if you move on from Zebo and Tony Allen, and you're telling me you're bringing in better players, I can buy that. But if you're bringing yeah. in guys who aren't good, I have trouble buying that. And, and he went through the entire history of Tony Allen, this is a guy who would never have gotten on the court if Xavier Henry hadn't blown his knee out. Mm-hmm. They still had Lionel Hollins starting Sam Young over him. Last year, Andrew Harrison started games at the two, behind, and they're bringing Tony Allen in off the bench. So it's tough. I'd rather win 35 games with Tony Allen than 40 without him. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go all Amin El Hassan here, but they're going to lose in the play. Like, best case scenario, they're losing the first yeah. round of the playoffs. I, well, to me, it's, it's like a really tone-deaf, off season, and especially like losing Zebo is bad enough, and people were sad. But I understand Zebo is getting paid a lot of money now. Yeah, um, and apparently selling drugs in the projects or something. Uh, but, I believe I believe Raymond Brothers, <laughs> agent attorney, would say you are that's defamation, mm-hmm. and I would like yeah. to distance Prospect <laughs> Breakfast scandal, from slander. that. He's already in jail. Um, he is uh, Zebo. Ha- Zebo has agreed to a. He's been <laughs> cited for delaying a police officer with a little community right. service. So Zebo's um, clear and free. See, Zebo ain't doing that community service, by the way. Nope. I don't do my own community service, and I'm <laughs> not a millionaire. Um, so let's uh, – that's bad enough losing one player like that in the summer, in one summer. But when you could have just signed Tony Allen and had him – for the minimum, and had him, you know, for the fans – yeah, I, and I don't know if they're thinking Tyreek Evans can bridge a gap to the fans because he's a Memphis guy. I guess guy. the Memphis connection, but I think people are are outraged about speaking, this. Speaking of tone deaf, 
<clears throat> try to envision this. Chuck, I'll take you there too. Grizzlies opening night is against the Pelicans. Jesus Ooh. and Joseph. Can you imagine? Or what do you think the crowd is going to do if the Grizzlies lose that game and Tony Allen is doing first down like arm motions for the Pelicans? Mm. Grizzlies fans are going to go nuts. They're like excited. Like if I'm in the building that night and Tony Allen steals the ball and does a first team and points it and looks at the crowd, I'm going to cheer so loud. <laughs> like I'm going to cheer so loud. Look, does I mean, Mark even have any friends on the team anymore? What's going on? I don't know. And maybe, and this is, this is also John, I got to, I got to get your opinion on this. Rumblings around the team have always been kind of Mark Gasol is very comfortable with Zebo leaving and with Tony Allen leaving. And we've always pointed out Mark Gasol would have way more assists if two of the guys who he were passing to didn't miss half their layups. Right. <laughs> like like spacing the floor. And I don't know if it's related. I don't want to read anything into it. But Mark Gasol in the Eurobasket, the day after Tony Allen was signed by the Pelicans, Mark Gasol went off for Spain. Hit all his shots. I think scored 30-something points. Had 18 <sighs> points in like a five-minute span. So maybe Mark Gasol is like, this is my team. What would you do, John? What would your emotions be if you found out Mark Gasol was the one pushing Tony Allen out the door? Well, I don't, I don't believe that. You don't want um, to believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you, what if that's true, John? I need, I need to get what, how that makes you feel. Because Mark Gasol I mean, might be your be favorite my, player. That would be my two favorite players not liking each other, which would be very painful. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is Mark more valuable to the Grizzlies? Absolutely. Um, if that, but that, you know, that would be just so, uh, grotesque to me. It would be like, I think it was the season three finale of the shield when Shane dropped the grenade. Don't make me pick a parent in limbs car. (laughs) Spoiler. Oh yeah. (laughs) Mark, Mark handing the grenade to Tony. That was the the saddest (laughs) moment of television I've ever watched in my life. Uh, (laughs) But I've heard, I've heard that Gasol and Fizz don't get along, which is making me terrified. Well, the whole thing with Fizz is he's like, Mark, I want you to be a leader. I want you to take a vocal role. I want you to be involved on the guys we bring in. And Mark's like, I'm seven foot two. I don't have to yell. Yeah, yeah. Mark Gasol's like, That's, I'm a player. I want you to, I want yeah. you to do all that. <laughs> right. It's a very Spanish way of, of thinking. It's like, I have to go take a three-hour lunch. <laughs> go ahead and coach. Fizz, is, uh, Fizz has lost me already. Oh, really? After, he, after the take that for data, the, such heights. Although and he, he seems did, like a good go person. Us. He did but, stand uh, in front of in front of a Nathan Bedford Forrest statue wearing a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. That's pretty. That yeah, was, that's uh, he pretty seems hot. Like, but he had, but as far as his relationship with a team that I have loved for years and was prepared to watch those guys uh, retire as Grizzlies, even if it meant winning, you know, six less games. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. Under, it'd be different if he was bringing in his guys and his guys were world beaters, but. Diamond Rio and Tyreek and Ben oh, McLemore yeah. are not not guys that are going to replace I mean, the likes of Zebo and Tony Allen and Vince Carter. Diamond Rio <clears throat> hurt. Ben McLemore hurt, though they didn't sign him hurt. Ben McLemore is the lottery ticket where I don't know what the analogy is, or I don't know what the amount of money Most of the that makes it worthwhile. Scratched off on that lottery ticket, right. and they're not matching up. That's an oh, that's a that's a that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> I was going to say like Tony Allen is like. Chuck, would you rather have $10? I'll give you a $10 bill, or would you rather give me $20 under the hope you win 40 
or something. Man, that's so convoluted. I don't know. Is that really confusing? Super confusing. Because they way over... Because obviously spending, yeah. spending $10 million on Ben McLemore, who is bad. Not a good ball player. He's bad. Yeah. Basketball, bad at basketball. But you're saying maybe his ceiling is like a 3 and D guy or just stand in the corner or space the court. Maybe he'll be worth $5 million. I don't know. I think... Uh, the big picture is a guy who isn't, you know, a huge Grizzlies fan, but somebody who understands something about basketball. Not much. Are you refer- are you talking to you about me? Oh, you- I don't know. I thought you were introducing a new guest. No, no. no. Um, are you you understand what Tony Allen means though? Like, but that that's what it's I'm- a lot more than X's and O's with Tony Allen. And that that's the point I'm making. And and it's to use my obviously using the Heat as my only uh, filter for yeah. all basketball news. But they, I, old. I hate <laughs> Udonis Haslam as a basketball player to watch him. He's hard to watch. He hasn't been good since 2011 and he still gets paychecks and is signed every year by the heat because they have this culture thing that they try to push down people's throat. And I think I've got a culture that mm-hmm. involves statues of generals. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, God. <laughs> yeah. And big wheels. Um, <laughs> But there's, the, I think the culture with Tony Allen and Zebo there, the whole you know, grit grind movement, that was yeah. Keep, keep resigning Udon noodles. <laughs> this is this is why. Yeah, you know that that sort and of chemistry the in the minimum, locker room. This is something we could have done. Yeah, it, but the, my, I guess the only thing I can do is speculate as to why. And if you know <laughs> your best player doesn't like those guys then you have to go ahead and make sure your best player's happy and you got to get rid of them even if it doesn't make sense. And the argument for Haslam is he doesn't keep anyone else from getting on the court. Right. And maybe that it's locker like room presence of Tony Allen was more of a hurdle than Fizz wanted to deal with or the other players wanted to deal with. Right. And it is, it is very important for the state of the Grizzlies for Andrew Harrison, Wade Baldwin – or Wayne Selden to become good. Right. They need Tick to at basketball. figure that out, too. So, and Mike Conley is great off the ball. And we're going to an NBA where a lot of point guards, you're playing two point guards, you want to have two ball handlers on the court. Maybe Tyreek Evans is healthy. Again, you can throw out all those ridiculous if healthies. If Chandler Parsons is healthy, this team is very, very good. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? It's sad. I'm it's down. a sad day for the, for the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm about to hang up the fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> This is thoroughly depressing. Yeah. This would be like us podcasting the, you know, couple days after LeBron left Miami. I know it's not as gravitational, but it is. This is like as, if we, what if we just cut Chuck from the podcast? Like, no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would it, it'd still be the same thing, but it's the heart's not going to be there, right? That's what it is. It's the heart. It's the, the grit grind thing is the entire culture and selling points of the team to the community. There's yeah. multiple people, fans on the court, who aren't as intense NBA fans. They don't read about the NBA every day. But they cry tears over the fact that Zebo and Tony Allen are gone. And in such a yeah. small basketball community, with, sm- with such a small fan base, like you're yeah. selling this team that is, best-case scenario, a first-round exit again... You're selling that to them with, oh, yeah, we got rid of all your favorite players, and we're also going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Or, by my prediction, not make the playoffs. I think there's eight teams better than them right now. Right. Well, now It's tough. Now there's ten teams better than them. I have, yeah. So, and you trade them. 
So, so on the Pelicans' perspective, everyone is pointing out this is not a great fit. Well, yeah, it's not a great fit, but where are the Pelicans going to get a rotational guy who can play playoff basketball right. to join their team in September? Yeah. I, this is I not, just think people who don't understand what Tony Allen brings to a team just don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. Because every time, every time Tony was on the court for the Grizzlies, they were better than when he was off the court for the Grizzlies. That's and it didn't matter whether he was playing shooting guard or small forward. Hey, yeah, I hate to uh, break your heart, but it'd be it's going to be a little fun to watch Rondo and Tony Allen again together. Tony Allen is a great cutter. Yeah, Tony Allen is going to snap Rondo's connect four set in half. <laughs> well, so Solomon Hill last year actually scored a lot of points. I was reading this this morning. Solomon Hill actually scored a lot of points after Boogie and Anthony Davis came over because he was such an effective cutter. Mm. Tony Allen's a great cutter. People don't guard him and it works. Yeah. Yes, they're going to be cramped for spacing, but he's a guy who's going to contribute in, in every way possible. Like those stats I read in the funeral. Like this is a guy who was second team defense yeah. last year. He can still guard guys. In pick-and-roll plays last year, when he was handling the ball, he was above average. I mean, like, right. what more do you want? And hell, <laughs> when you've got the big bodies on that team, smash the paint. Yeah. yeah. Put as many bodies in there as you want. Man, I'll he, give you a hint who's going to win that battle. He, he, knows how to, he knows how to get the ball to the, to the big guys. He knows how to cut off of it when, he's, when he's the, his defender turns his head. He's going to be effective on the Pelicans. This is a great pickup for the Pelicans, a team the Grizzlies are going to be fighting tooth and nail for, a for one of the last playoff spots. I'm, right. I'm, I'm glad it's not the Clippers or the, the Rockets. I'm getting me a Pelicans jersey. <laughs> what, what do I even care, man? I was trying to start this Pelicans-Grizzlies riverboat rivalry or something. The, the Memphis riverboat belt or some, the Mississippi, Mississippi riverboat River. belt something. <laughs> I just call it the Tony Allen easy, Bowl. Easy, easy, John Hartford. What's <laughs> uh? I'm oh, down. This is depressing. This is the worst podcast. I can't ever. like. I can't wrap my head around. It. I think it's a great job by the Pelicans. But the only what, yeah, what the hell's wrong with the other 2019? Yeah, I would would love the Heat to have signed him, or even like they don't have the, any money after yeah, giving don't. Josh Richardson ten million a year. I'm sorry, his name is Rookie Two. Okay, Rookie Two. Yeah, that's what uh, balls. Go Vols. Richie Richardson. Oh, that's what Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade called him Rook too, with eyes and money bags. Yeah, he got paid. I'm happy. He's got a future. I like, I like that guy. He could be He's a good player. He he can shoot and he can play defense. But you know who he you know who he shouldn't start over? Tony Allen. <laughs> Next question. Actually, I don't know about that. <laughs> Next question. I would I would rather let. Uh, I think Josh Richardson like last 15 games of last year he averaged. Yeah. Something Nasty. like like four combined steals and blocks, and shot forty eight percent from three he's, on like five attempts a game. He's kind of one of those like. Uh, but is he going to play over Deion Waiters? No, maybe. I don't know. They got to. I, I don't know what the Heat doing. This is destruction. Let's get back to the subject at hand, which is the pain you are suffering. Which we don't have to spend much more time. We, we didn't plan to podcast long. No, this is. Can we? Um, I'm as I'm sitting here in Keith's baby dungeon. Par fadeaways. Par fadeaways. <laughs> I'm looking at. Uh, the probably the greatest giveaway ever, of short of the uh, wrestling belt that the Grizzlies gave away. There's the Tony Allen Grind Father Pepper Grinder, yeah, which is incredible, and I I have one at home. We had Tony cherish it forever. I was gonna say we have Tony Allen Grindfather Pepper Grinder. We had the Tony Allen Grindfather Jedi robes. Oh yeah, because he would wear a Grizzlies robe on his post game <laughs> interviews whenever he had a good game. 
We had Tony Allen. I mean, they tore down a half of Mount Grismore because they mm-hmm. gave out the Mount Grismore Heads. figurines with Zebo and Tony and Mark and Mike. Two of them are gone. Mm-hmm. Dark spot. It's now it's Mount Grizz no more. Huh? Uh, you guys want to talk John. about Shabazz Muhammad? <laughs> John hung I, up. I John hung up on that. That's a good one. He probably should have. <laughs> I think John hung up. John didn't like that pun. Let's uh he is one to do that, though. <laughs> like that is a John Burr move. Since John hung up, let's do a little bit of business before we do uh, just a couple more items. Our Patreon is going really well. We appreciate the several new people who have joined looking to get in that iShop, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Fantasy League, also head-to-head basketball league. If you're one of our regular Patreon people who you, you, you're in our Slack chat and you're talking to us all the time, go ahead again. Either DM me, email me at fastbreakbreak at gmail. Just to confirm the you want to be in the head-to-head fantasy league again, uh, I'm, I'm talking to you, uh, I don't know. Sam Wilkinson, my favorite listener. <laughs> <laughs> I like the old guys in the Slack chat. You do. So if you um, want if, if you want to join if you want to join our Slack chat and get involved with our fantasy basketball, go to go to patreon.com. John Burr is calling back. He's calling back. John Boy. Sorry, the guards were rattling the cages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ran out of your nickel. If you your court, you couldn't feed the court, quarters into the machine. We were just doing a brief plug for the for the Patreon. Uh, reminding people to get in on that, where uh, we might have to split. I think we're at this, we might have to split the iShop League unless I can find a fantasy site that can handle over twenty teams. So, oh man, that would be so amazing because we would be plumbing the depths of rosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so and you and you'll have to play like some pretty good players. You're gonna have to be playing some efficient, <laughs> good players, right. and they're gonna ruin your team. Right. Uh, so if we do split up the leagues, we'll still have like a combined winner. We might do it like a European football style drawing for who goes in each league. But again, if you want to get involved with that international stackhouse of pancakes league and support our program, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. All right. Oh, let's do a, let's do a cross on questionnaire. We didn't talk about what we have for breakfast. Oh, let's do breakfast. Chuck, what'd you have for breakfast? I had two Ruby Ann's chicken biscuits. Oh, so good. And I'm about to fall asleep. I've been so sleepy this whole podcast. Because it's hot in the basement. It is kind of hot in the basement. But I'm so sleepy. When the weather gets nice outside, the basement gets warm because the AC never comes on. Mm -hmm. I had porridge, and then I stole stole some uh, cheese from one of the Aryan Nation guys, put it (laughs) on my porridge. (laughs) Pretty good. Where'd you find Aryan Nation cheese to steal? They've been hoarding it. Have they? (laughs) I hope it it was cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I had a I had a slice of fudge pie. My Jesus and Joseph. My parents brought over some fudge pie. Here's the thing. You guys talk about how like I'm the slender guy. I put on like 12 pounds in the last year, which I think is that's ridiculous. It's mostly beard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Keith, if I have not uh, learned your son's name, seeing your notice that your wife was pregnant. I'm probably not going to notice 12 pounds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, this you, is not, this you, is not you also 18. didn't notice when I when I cut like 18 inches of hair off my head, uh, <laughs> like to like two years two years ago. But I've been trying not to eat like stuff late night because I used to just cram food. Like if I'm up late, just like oh, I'll, I'll eat some pie, I'll eat some ice cream. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is ridiculous. I got to slow down. So you eat out of boredom. So yeah, I definitely eat out of boredom. So for my yeah. sweet consumption, I'm like I shouldn't be doing this. However, starting your day with a slice of pie. 
I just gets the metabolism going. Right, everything starts firing. That just, that up. just starts everything firing. So I, get I that. so I had a nice slice of chocolate pie this morning with my coffee. You're such a good adult. That's good. I am. I I I am very adulting. Um. So let's do before we got his whole life is just that movie. Big. <laughs> he's got Down a the giant dungeon. He's got he's got a piano. He plays with his feet. Giant foot piano. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Robert Loggia and him are hanging out on the reg. R.I.P. Robert Loggia and Frank Vincent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a, what a, shine box. You know, it's crazy. We found out yesterday uh, that Frank Vincent died. Literally, John and I were eating lunch, like playing out the Billy Bat scene from Goodfellas Drinks word for word. Are on the house. They're on <laughs> that. You're a little bit. You, you're out of line. A little bit. You insult them a little bit. You're out of line. It's great. But yeah, I don't shine in- shoes no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the this craziest line is, "I'm sorry about your floor." I'm sorry about your floor when there's a bloody man <laughs> dead. Sorry. No, we can always do Goodfellas talk. Goodfellas interlude. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, so 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 par fade away to to get out of here because we, we we spoke all about Tony Allen. If you join our Patreon, one of the things you can do is submit. A question to the croissant questionnaire. Croissant, croissant. So we got a, we got a couple of listener questions. We can probably go over. Uh, one. Oh, character. This is from Indy Trey, uh, second favorite listener to Sam Wilkinson. Indy Trey asks, which Will Ferrell character had a better hoops game, Jackie Moon or D'Angelo Vickers? Which one's D'Angelo Vickers? I have no idea. John, who's D'Angelo yep. Vickers? No, got nothing. Was he in uh, Step Brothers? Might want to might just cut that one out. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to figure cut. this out. Oh, D'Angelo Vickers was in Eastbound and Down. No? No, no. that was a... Uh... He's always... Oh, he's a character in The Office. Oh, yeah. I never made it that far. Yeah, that was Hard like pass. the post-Steve Carell. He was there for like half a season before they brought in James Spader and Robert California. Yeah, I didn't make it to... I've never watched James Spader episodes, but I have watched compilations of Robert California quotes. It's kind of great. He was kind of great. But I, I'm not a big Spader guy, except for what? Secretary, for obvious reasons. Not a Spader man? I love James Secretary, Spader's I said been, it. James Spader built his entire career on having sex on film. I know. <laughs> it's kind of great. If you don't respect him, then I don't know who you are anymore. Well, I, I was going to say my favorite... I mean, I think the best baby Will Ferrell basketball player was actually uh, Frank from Frank old the Tank. I think Frank the Tank actually probably had a pretty storied high school basketball oh, career. He, that's how he got it that seemed girl. Seemed like he probably had post moves. Yeah, oh, well, I, bet, I bet. I bet he was. He probably had a really cool dream shake. I bet. Know? I bet. I bet he was uh, unstoppable in the post. All right, mm-hmm. Feeling Minnesota asks. This is for John. Who does John what? have more horrifying horror stories about? Chris Cornell. Or Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> I literally cannot answer. Okay, that's, that's, that's a no comment. Is it? St- I've never said Sturgill Simpson outside. Is it Sturgill? Sturgill. Sturgill. I just realized reading this, I'm like, I've never said this name out loud mm-hmm. before. I just, I just call him Stu. All right, all right. So no <laughs> comment. And I guess our last question is from Patrick Kirkner. PJ, Six- Sixers fan. Getting excited about the old process. He was my uh, Bonnaroo Sherpa once. I was on a head full of drugs, and he oh, nice. walked, walked me around Bonnaroo at 5 I didn't know you hung out with him. We camped together at uh, Bonnaroo a couple years. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Well, he asks all of us, who's your favorite career backup point guard all time, 
It's fine if they were a starter for a year or three, especially if it was on a bad team. It's a great question. Hmm. Favorite I've, backup point guard. I don't know if this counts. Tony Allen. I'm I'm gonna th- I'm a, I'm a th- I'm gonna throw out several. Mm-hmm. When Nick Van Exel was six man on the Mavericks, mm. might be my favorite. I don't know that experience was one of my favorite NBA moments. Just the Van Exel sixth man experience. <laughs> ten out of ten. That was my best. Yes, he was a very good player on like, his own right. A, yeah. ver- a very good starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Him, I have a confession to make. I sometimes turn Sam Cassell and Nick Van Exel into the same person. That's probably the greatest <laughs> six man who ever lived. That really is. <laughs> Sign me up. And I, I feel like they both have done the big ball dance. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> uh, also another one, and this guy was never a dominant starter, Andre Miller, the professor. Oh, yeah. I loved him as 30-year-old backup, 40-year-old backup, <laughs> that entire decade. Anytime he came in, I'm like, this guy's going to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved him. I'll go I'll go modern on you. I think um, Sean Livingston. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. Ama- amazing. If, if he's your backup point guard, you in business. Um, I have to go with, I named my son after this player, Norris <laughs> Cole. Really? Yeah. My son is named Cole after Norris Cole. It wasn't great hair. It wasn't after the Bruce Willis character in 12 Monkeys? No, it wasn't. Uh, Russ Cole from True Detective? No. It was Norris Cole. I loved his hair. He he provided that little juice, that rookie, you know, energy for that Heat team. He was great. And he was fun to watch. He made a bunch of stupid plays, but he he could, you know, get to the rim and dish it out. He was good. And I'm not not even lying when I say also Nick Calathis was one of my favorite backup (laughs) point guards of all time. Yeah. There was, you go look on. Let me quote, let me quote Memphis's own. (laughs) I I was there for a Suns game where the crowd just booed him on his like his fifth game. Like, why are you booing? That was, John, that was racism. I witnessed racism. Like, this guy's a rookie and he's fine. Why are we booing? That white boy off the court. Yeah. Uh, No, there's like a hundred minutes. If you look on NBA.com. Mine just booed his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such bad hair. For there's like a hundred minutes where the three man lineup of Nick Calathis, Tony Allen, R.I.P., and James Johnson were on the court together, and that team, the agents, the Lords of Chaos, that team was unstoppable. So that was definitely a. Uh, I mean, Nick Calathis had a couple games where he had like five steals and he was stealing inbounds passes, a la Pablo Prigioni. <sighs> Love that guy. <laughs> Pete uh, Maravich played backup for the Celtics for like, like a hot minute. Is that true? That's a pretty cool backup. It is a good backup. pretty good. All right. So those were some croissant questionnaires. Uh, if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast, which we've dedicated the second half of the show to, uh, you can submit your own questions there. All right. Parfait away, gentlemen. Till we meet again. My parfait away. My parfait away. Next week, there's a reckoning coming on our this week. We decided not to do this segment on our uh, breakfast and bed apologies. Ah. We've been we have been called out. I like it, and I'm and I'm I, I I intend I intend to remedy this next week. That sounds good, Chuck. Are you looking forward to the Miami Heat being capped out for the next five years with a mediocre team? Hey, I love Josh Josh Deese, Richard Slow. He's my favorite two players. I, I certainly like Josh Richardson more than Justice Winslow. At so this far. point, yeah, at this point, he's he's looks like a far more polished player. 
I um, do look forward to drafting Justice uh, Winslow, number one pick overall in our iShop Negative he's Fantasy. Probably be if he gets 30 10. minutes per game, ooh, he's going to be a big scorer. Yeah. They're going to have a. <laughs> but what's weird is I don't know if he will. You got Tyler Johnson, they're paying a bucket of money too. You got Dion. No, no. When I say big scorer, he's going to compile a lot of negative fantasy points. I know, but what oh, I'm oh, saying, he needs guys, a lot guys, of tick the, for the, that. The warden, the warden is coming by. I got to go. See you all later. Right, see Great grind. All heart. All right. See, see, see you later, see you, John. John. Well, I'm going to, yeah, so I'll sign off. My part fadeaway is Eurobasket semifinals, which are starting any minute. We got Mark Gasol, Pal Gasol, the Hernan Gomez brothers mm-hmm. going up against uh, Luka Doncic. Luka Brasi. The, uh, what I don't know that means. That's from uh, The Godfather. Oh, <sighs> Luka Brasi. Sorry. All right. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. If you want to get involved with that fantasy stuff and support our show, go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast, our sponsor of this show. Also, we had some iTunes reviews to read. We'll get to that next week. Keep writing those five-star iTunes reviews, and we will read them on air. You can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, now we apologize for being TNT. Fast Break Break, man. You understand? Grandfather. <laughs> 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 <laughs>